Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, February the 11th, 2024, Transfiguration of Our Lord. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Ivan Eden. Thank you to George Tobias for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Welcome to this Transfiguration of Our Lord Sunday. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 211 in the front of your hymnal as we use service of the word. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin and whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we're dead in sin, and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song, Beautiful Savior, 838.
Our service continues on page 213 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. you to turn to your celebrate insert and let us pray the prayer of the day as it's printed there on this transfiguration of our Lord day. Almighty God, the resplendent light of your truth shines from the mountaintop into our hearts. Transfigure us by your beloved Son and illumine the world with your image. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Second Kings 2, 1 through 12. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gil Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elijah said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went to Bethel. The company of prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep it silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives, 
and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were there at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today your Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. The water was parted to one side and then to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted to you. If not, it will not. And as they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah ascended into the whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and his horsemen. But when they could no longer see him, he gasped in his own clothes and tore them in pieces. The word of the Lord. Psalm we will read responsively, Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6. The Mighty One, God the Lord, has spoken, calling the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Our God will come and will keep, not keep silence with a consuming flame before and around about him, a raging storm. God calls the heavens and the earth from above to witness the judgment of the people. Gather before me, my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. A reading from Corinthians 4, 3-6. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of our Lord, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life. Our service continues on page 216 with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise.
The Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Our Gospel starts out with six days later. And I just want to share with you that Peter has proclaimed six days prior to this that you are the Messiah. One of the disciples finally understands and recognizes who Jesus is. And then we have this taking place. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart from themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared with them was Elijah with Moses who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwelling places, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. O grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our epiphany season began with the baptism of our Lord. We, we saw the the lightning descending from God, from heaven, from God, like a dove resting upon Jesus. We heard the voice, this is my beloved son whom I have chosen. This is the one. And now we come to the end of our epiphany season and we hear once again, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. I think it's fair that on this particular day, the, or the transfiguration of our Lord, that we are on the mountaintop. And I want to share with you that God has gone out of God's way to reveal God's self to certain people that's now been recorded in God's story with us. And we too might have those revelations of God coming to us. But let me just start out this way. It's interesting that we don't have the reading from Exodus 3 along with the reading with regards to the king's reading. You see, Moses had gone up on the mountain of the Lord in Horeb and an angel took onto the possession a bush that became great fire but wasn't consumed and Moses thought the sight was quite strange how it illuminated and so he went over to the bush, and God, knowing that Moses went over the bush, spoke to him and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses wanted to know who he was speaking to, and God said, I am. I am. I'm speaking to you, and he had a message. He revealed himself and sent Moses on down to Egypt. This morning we hear from uh, this, this story of Elijah. The young man who had been training under Elijah. And uh, he was in need of something. He was in awe of his master, Elijah. And his time was coming near the end of his reign as a prophet. People were telling Elijah, you know, Elijah is not going to be here much longer. I know, I know, be silent. I'm going with him anyway. And it came to the point where Elijah could not go with Elijah. For what happened? There were these fiery, this fiery chariot and the fiery horses that came and separated the two men. And Elijah is the only one that we know who did not die, who went straight to heaven and was caught up in a whirlwind. And you remember what it was that Elijah wanted? He wanted a second helping of the spirit that his master had. And he said, I'll only grant that. And that's a big request to ask, but it's nothing that I can do but what God does. And if you see me caught up and you see the presence of God taking me, 
it will be granted to you because through God nothing is impossible. I love this reading from 2 Corinthians. And Paul's saying that the light of Christ, remember Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Through Christ, the glory of God is shown in Christ's face and rests in our hearts. And so here we have Peter who has finally understood that this is the Messiah. But yet when he gets on the mountain, he calls him rabbi teacher. Peter kind of wavers with his faith. Don't we waver with our faith as well? I know I do. And we have this beautiful image of all of a sudden, Jesus is transformed. His clothes become dazzling white. Light shines through his face. And there standing at either side is Elijah and Moses. The people whom God revealed God's self to is now revealing to Peter, James, and John that this is God in the flesh. This is Jesus, my beloved son. Listen to him. I want to tell you that God is revealing God's self to you all the time. God is coming to you through others, through God's word, through song. Wasn't that a beautiful prelude this morning? Open the hearts or open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart to receive the gospel. I want you to know that sometimes when God presents God's self, it may not be on the mountain. It may be in the valley. When you don't know what's coming, I think it's interesting, and I, and I just want to pause for a moment and say the word that is used, when the men saw Jesus, they were terrified. It's the same word that's used in, in Mark's gospel at the end of the gospel when Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, comes to the tomb, and they find it empty, and there's a gardener there who's dressed in white. And they do not recognize him. And when he spoke, they knew it was Jesus revealing himself. In this valley, they thought Jesus' body had been taken. This is miserable. And here Jesus was there. And they were terrified and amazed. This is the same experience that Peter, James, and John are having. They are terrified, but they are amazed. And so sometimes this happens in the valley for Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James. I'm like you, an ordinary person. I have nothing special to bring to you. Yes, you called me to be your pastor. Yes, I went through seminary. And because you called me, I'm ordained. But I am just as ordinary. There is nothing special about me. We had a valley experience, Liz and I, and I want to share it this morning. We were expecting our second child. And we went to a clinic in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, to have an ultrasound. Because our first baby came, I don't know, wanted to stay in the womb or something. Poor Liz had gone through many hours of labor and... Uh, I know I was wringing my hands as a first-time dad, thinking, wow, this is awful. <laughs> Kept wanting to go get a Coke. I think I drank a lot of Cokes that day. But Jessica came into the world, a beautiful baby girl. And this is five years later, and we're living up in Battle Lake, Minnesota. And uh, the nurse is doing, I was allowed to go in the room, and the nurse is putting the wand over uh, Liz's tummy, and not saying anything, and taking lots of measurements. Lots of measurements. And we were going to go off to Fergus Falls, um, no, Detroit Lakes. We we're going to pick up our puppy that we had picked out, but wasn't old enough, and had to reach eight weeks before we could take the puppy home. So our minds were set on going to Detroit Lakes. But we didn't go to Detroit Lakes that day. We actually went into Dr. Rudd Wasson's office, 
And as Liz and I sat there, and we, we sat kind of next to each other. I was here, and Liz was here. She was to my right. I was to her left. And uh, Dr. Red Wasson came into the office and shared some words. I don't, it do, it's not important what the words were. But something was wrong. And I just have to tell you that the shockwave that went through our bodies. And it's amazing how fast you can go from having these ideals of this unborn child that's coming and having those ideals just wiped away. We couldn't even get our heads around what was taking place that was happening so fast. If ever there was a time in my life, and I'll say in Liz's life, that we heard God speak to us, it was done. It was not audible, but it was heard loud and clear in each of us. And God had a message different for each of us at that very moment. And the message was, you can handle this. And the other message was, it'll be all right. And if we just sped forward some 30 years, Liz, you and I did handle this with God's help. And you know what? It's all right. Sometimes God comes to us in those valleys, revealing God's self. And I want to tell you this. Much of our faith is here in the heart. And it cannot always be seen. We see wonderful acts of faith. Cheryl, I'm so glad that you're wearing the shirt, Holly's Helping Hands, today. Faith, we can see it taking place as we lift up others. Faith can be very real. But faith is unseen. I can't walk up to Pastor Frank, who's joining us today, and say, there's your faith. I just, I can't see it. But I know that this is a man with a deep faith. And it would be my heart connecting with his heart. We have a wonderful opportunity today. We do have uh, Pastor Frank Johnson, who is with us. We'll hear from him a little bit. This uh, little guy I was talking about, Joseph Reddy, who is now a worship leader at uh, Shepherd of the Cross in Muscatine, Iowa, uh, who leads confirmation classes, uh, who's been approached by the bishop and uh, says, you know, my dad can be the pastor. I'm not there yet. <laughs> God only knows, right? And uh, where was I going with this? Oh, jeepers. What was that? The Lord speaks. The Lord speaks to us. And sometimes we don't even know it. And so on this Transfiguration Sunday of our Lord, I want you to know that the Lord speaks to you in a song and a word. And Lord, let the eyes of our hearts be open. Let us see you this day in one another. For you are a God who calls us by name. And I totally forgot what I was going to say, so I'll end it here. <laughs> the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Let us share the affirmation of our faith as we find this printed in 104, the Nicene Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate with the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father and come again glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated, and I invite Pastor Frank to come forward. We are so thankful to be in ministry with Iwalu. It is our camp. I need to share with you that George and Bonnie Tobiasen for years were representatives at the camp for us. And I know when I first came to Wayne Zion, we started something here called Camper Cakes. And uh, all these gifts would go to Iwalu. And, uh, and I also learned from you that recently you received a number of gifts in memory of Holly Iben that came to Iwalu. And so uh, this is a very special camp to the hearts of this congregation, so I'll invite you to go forward. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Uh, my name is Frank Johnson, and I'm the executive director at uh, Camp Uallu, as, as Pastor Wade said. I've been there for a uh, little over two years now, so I'm excited to, to be with you this morning. And I will say, in addition to me being here this morning, we have uh, our program director, Emily Tull, will be here this afternoon for the, was it Club 25? Is that yes. what that's called? Mm -hmm. She's going to be here to do the rah-rah side. I'm the, I'm the, I don't know what I am. I, I'm not, I try not to be too boring side of, uh, of Camp Iwalu. But no, I, I'm, I'm really excited to be with you. And, and I'm just here to share a little bit of an update, uh, let you know what's going on around, uh, around camp. And um, it's probably, I also think, very appropriate to be talking when we're talking uh, mountaintops and valleys to talk about uh, a camp in particular because we are a place that is a lot of both for people. We, we can be a very intimidating place for kids to come for the first time. Um, we can be a little bit scary to be away from home. Um, and we can also be a place of immense joy and immense meaning. And I'm sure that there's stories um, that, that many of you have. And I, have, I am blessed to be able to hear those on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And we also are, um, uh, we're also a place where, um, that connects across eastern Iowa. So we intersect with all that's good and terrible and everything else that happens in your community. So we're aware when, when tragedies strike, as, as you mentioned, um, we, we, get, uh, we get memorial donations. We had a particularly tough one for us this week with a recent a summer staffer who passed away this week as well. What, all of that is to say that we're a place where that meaning and connection happens, and whenever that happens, grief and things like that are possible. And so I think that's, um, that's, that's the joy and the sorrow and everything in between. So um, I thank you for all of, the, all of you who support camp, um, whether that is support for financial support, uh, support by sending your kids or grandkids, um, support by coming yourself or coming to an annual meeting. Um, I did want to give you a couple of uh, updates on things, and we're going to show a very short uh, two-minute uh, excerpt of a video uh, for you. Um, 
a couple things that are happening around camp. First off, there's a few events uh, on the horizon if you have any interest in them. We have uh, what's called an enrichment series of events. Um, and right now, the next couple of those are on uh, March 9th. We're having seed savers and Decora come and talk gardening. Um, and that's on a Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, excuse me. All of these, this information is available on www.iwalu.org. If anything I, I say today uh, strikes you or if you have any questions, you can certainly uh, touch base with Pastor Wade uh, and, uh, and he can point you in the right direction too. Um, so Seed Savers is coming March 9th and then our annual meeting is March 16th. Um, as, as you mentioned, you, uh, as a congregation that's uh, part of uh, Eastern Iowa, you are uh, owners of Camp Iwalu, is your camp, and uh, you, get, uh, you can send uh, two delegates if you'd like, or you can send any number of people beyond that to just be there. Um, it's always a party uh, <laughs> for an annual meeting uh, March 16th. And then we also have a quilters event coming up uh, at uh, on March 25th. That's on a Monday morning. You know, we know where our audience is. Uh, if you're working nine to five, it probably isn't for you. Um, but it is a quilters event um, that is for for those uh, who are involved in quilting and especially those who are part of our quilt auction already. Um, and if you've never been part of our quilt auction, that is each September that, uh, that happens uh, in the, the third Saturday in September. It's a blast. It's our big fundraiser for the year, and it's a great, uh, great event to bring people together. Lastly, the, other, the last thing I want to bring up today, um, and I, if, you, if you're interested in registering for camp, uh, absolutely. That's our big push right now, and Emily's going to come and do a lot of that this afternoon with uh, with with uh, potential campers and that kind of thing. But you can also, uh, uh, there, I believe you have brochures out somewhere. Is that correct? In the narthex. In the narthex. Uh, so check those out, please do. I love when I visit congregations to stay along afterwards and answer any questions. Unfortunately, today I have to run off to Saints Peter and Paul and make a fool of myself playing guitar for them. So, uh, so today I won't be staying after, but if you have anything you need to talk to me about or would like to talk to me about, um, Pastor Wade can get you my, get my contact info and connect us. So, um, so that's, that's all I have to say on that. Lastly, the last thing I wanted to bring up and the, well, the subject of this video is, that some of you may know if you've been camp supporters is that um, we are currently in a capital campaign uh, for Cedar Lodge, which is our original building on camp. Um, if some of you, if you have a long history with Iwalu, uh, everywhere I go, it seems like there's somebody that says, I remember either camp before that building, which was one year in 1961, or I remember the year that building went up in 1962. And so that building is old. <laughs> it's loved. It's beloved. And it is, um, it's the heart of camp. And we are currently in the process of looking to raise $2 million uh, to renovate, not to replace, to renovate, to bring it into the 21st century. Uh, HVAC, AC, um, all of that stuff, brand new kitchen, brand new, uh, way more accessible bathrooms, and a much nicer place for our summer staff to live, among other things. Um, and uh, we are currently, as of today, we're uh, just over 1.2 million in gifts and pledges. So thank you if you've already uh, been part of that. And if you are, if you want to be part of that, please do reach out. Uh, again, there's information online. Um, this video is going to, this is a six minute video, but we're only going to show the first two minutes of it to give you a little taste of, of what this is about. So I'm going to let this play. My name is Frank Johnson and I'm the executive director at Camp Ibalu. Cedar Lodge is uh, our original building on camp and it is a beloved building here and uh, it's uh, 60 years old and so it, the time has come for us to uh, to update, uh, to improve and to uh, make, it, uh, make it more accessible to our campers and visitors uh, to Ibalu. This building has a story because from the beginning we were here, our children have been here, early campers want to bring their children. And the thing as campaign co-chair we get asked most often is, are you tearing Cedar down? You know, I have initials there or I have special memories in the basement which was damp and wet 60 years ago also. <laughs> so we are needing to get that redone. Uh, some of the things that need to be updated at Cedar Lodge include the uh, air conditioning and HVAC, uh, the kitchen, the dining hall, uh, and the entirety of the downstairs, including all the guts of the building that, that simply need to be redone. 
A change I would definitely like to see is in accessibility. This year I had a disability that required me to be wheelchair bound and I learned a lot about the not only physical but mental challenges that come with inaccessible buildings. Um, for instance, to get into the bathroom at the front of Cedar, there's a step. Even just a small step is really challenging just mentally to think, oh, if I need to go to the bathroom, I have to somehow get over this step. For one thing, we will have bathrooms that are welcoming and inviting, particularly people in wheelchairs or crutches or even short-term uh, disability kinds of things. That really isn't possible now. Air conditioning would be nice because it would just be a cool space to relax um, and flies not landing on you while you're trying to take a nap is also really nice. <laughs> the and we will share it with your council if you'd like to see the whole thing um, or if you just would like a link, uh, let us know. I just want to close by saying thank you. Thank you for everything you do for your community as a congregation. Thank you for all of your support of Ewell and being part of our uh, network of uh, folks who really, uh, who really make camp what it is. So uh, thank you and I will love to look forward to meeting some of you at a later time when I can stay around some more. So thanks. I don't know if you see this, Pastor Flank, but our noisy coin offering is we want to lose this I month. saw it. I saw it right away. Thank you very much. Thank you for being with us. I'm going to invite at this time our newly elected uh, council members. And so I'm going to have Deb Hine come forward and uh, Brand Jack. Are you joining us? Oh, no. Okay. Whew, I thought I missed something there. Uh, Brandy Niedert, uh, Cami Greif can't be with us today. I'm also going to invite, if Jim Weirs is here and Mark Farley, Jim Weirs has stepped in. Uh, he's in the first year of second term for Preston Taylor. He's been appointed by the council. Also, Mark Farley is doing the second year, second term of Kirk Freeze. If Mark, if you're here, we'll have you come forward as well. And uh, thank you for coming. Oh, so we will have you come forward. You all have been elected by and appointed by your congregation positions of leadership and are asked to, um, uh, to share um, your pledge to do the things in which you were elected for. Here I'm ad-libbing. Uh, but first, before I do that, let me share this reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul writes, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives everyone ability of a particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in, the, in some way in each person, all for the good. You have been elected and appointed to positions of leadership and trusted in this congregation. You are to see that the words and the deeds of this community of faith reflect our Lord in whose name we gather. You are to work together with members to see that worship and work of Christ is done in this congregation and that God's will is done in this community and in the whole world. You are to be diligent in your specific area of serving that one Lord who empowers you is glorified and you are to be examples of faith active in love to help maintain life and harmony of this congregation. On behalf of your brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask you, are you ready to accept the full and carry out the responsibilities of the office for which you have been elected as council members? If so, respond yes by the help of God. Yes, by the help of God. People of God, I ask you, will you support these, your elected leaders, and will you share in their mutual ministry that Christ has given to all who are baptized? If so, respond, yes, by the help of God. I now declare you officially installed as council members of this congregation. God bless you with his Holy Spirit that you may prove faithfully servants in Christ. Well, congratulations, and let's give them a round of applause. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So here it is, your first day, uh, and you are in charge of this worship service today, Brandy. Is it going okay? You've done a good job so far. Good deal. And you have your first council meeting coming up next week, Tuesday, at 7 o'clock. And so, Pastor and the rest of the staff, we have to get all our reports in Monday afternoon. Okay, 
We're just so thankful. I think it's a wonderful experience uh, serving on our council. We really have moved toward a governance council, so these folks are in charge of, the, of our ministry here at Wayne Zion. Let's give them another round of applause. And go ahead and take your seat. All right. With that, can somebody tell me where we are? Yes, sir. Prayers of intercession. You'll find these printed on the back side of your celebrate insert. As we celebrate Christ embodied in human form, we pray for God's blessing on the church, the world, and all of creation. We pray for the church that the transformational power of God enters the hearts of all people. May its leaders serve in these who we've just called into counsel as examples of your grace and healing across time and space. God of grace, we pray for the creation that we will humbly observe the swirl of wind and the heat of the bright sun. Teach us to honor all you have made and to care for the animals, the plants, the airs, and bodies of water of this planet. God of grace. We pray for those who charged with leadership, lawmaking, and governance of our towns, states, and countries, that they will strive for goodness and justice all the days of their lives and callings. God of grace. We pray for any who are sick and suffering. We especially lift up to you Henry Poppy, Kurt Gunther. We're so thankful for the healing of Cheryl Hall and the use of her arm. We pray for Sharon Roller and Ray Rickles and Linda Siebels, for Teresa Ingobart and Linda Stadmuller and Sandy Jensen. Lord, we remember Gary Doty, the father of Deb Laycock. And we lift before you Dick and Mary Meyer and Lynette Mork and Samantha Putz and Marcy Mueller. And Lord, we also lift before you Gerald Boddicker, who is in the hospital in Tennessee his son, Greg, making the trip to Florida and helping his parents, Gerald and Joe, to come back here to Iowa. Their trip was interrupted with the hospital stay. And so surround them with your Lord, Lord, with your heart, with your healing, and bring them to wholeness. And we pray for protection for Ben and Trevor and Dustin Spencer, who have been called into the armed services. God of grace. We pray for this congregation, its ministry, and the wider community, for Iwalu, our church camp, and for those who have been having a mountaintop or valley experience there like none other can be experienced there at that camp. We're thankful for Pastor Frank and his leadership. And so, God of ways that honor the dignity of all whom we encounter, God of grace, Trusting that all the saints, prophets, and those who die in faith are held in care with you, we remember with thanksgiving those who have died. And grant us your gift of salvation as we wait for your coming again in glory, God of grace. Knowing the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, we offer these prayers and silent prayers of our hearts in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, the noisy coin to Iwalu. I invite the congregation to please rise as we bring our offerings and tithes forward at this time. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. 
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. As I watched Nolan standing over the noisy coin offering, and I just can't help this, and he's never going to forgive me for this, but Nolan, I just want you to come up here. This is what happens to our conferments as they age out in the program, and uh, I'm so sorry. It's almost kind of <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> Nolan, this is probably your last time, and I've made you red, but I want to thank you, and you have been absolutely a wonderful confirmation student. <laughs> absolutely wonderful you are. And so I saw him, and then I saw Carver. And I'm like, wow, these guys like grew six inches since Christmas. And then my thought traveled to Austin Smith. Austin loved noisy coin offering. Only at that time it was a tube. And it seemed like it took forever to get those quarters to go down that tube. And now to see his brothers who are just growing up. Your brother loved that part of the worship service. <laughs> And we're so glad to have you as well, Colton Cash. And so that just came to mind. And then I think today, what a wonderful day that George, where are you? George Tobiasen, are you with us today? There he is. Um, you and Bonnie got married on February 15th. And Bonnie had a reason for that because she never wanted you to forget your anniversary. At least that's what you told me. You know, the other thing is you and Bonnie have been wonderful friends of Camp Iwalu. You would do camper cakes, you would go, and you would represent us there. You know, not every church has a camp, but we do, and it's a wonderful camp. The other thing is Maddie, Maddie, right? Maddie uh, Barkama was a wonderful, am I doing that right? Madeline. Madeline. Barkama was a wonderful, they, I should have asked Frank, but I know he's new of two years. She was a wonderful camp counselor for Iwalu. We don't want to forget Iwalu. So anyway, I lift that up. George, thank you for sponsoring today's radio broadcast. The other thing is, First Communion is coming up. I need to advertise that. We do during Lent, and so it's okay that we're getting this out a little bit early. Any, anybody who feels their baptized child is ready to receive communion can come to First Communion class. If you're a fifth grader, we want you there, because at this point, you're growing so fast, I can't tell who is and who is. No. Usually, typically in this church, we've done fifth graders. But I'm saying as your pastor, parent, if you feel your child is ready and you've had a conversation and they want to know what communion's all about, have them come. All right? Okay. So I have that. There are other announcements here that you can follow. Is there any other things that we want to share? We're at the top of the hour. Then receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us sing this child favorite and sing it like children. Let it come out. Shine, Jesus, shine. And you got to stand up for this one. Shine, Jesus, shine.
peace. You are God's beloved. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.